Alright everybody, welcome to episode 29 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkronop, and today is December 2nd, 2015. And in NPC Talk news, I have... I literally just got a new microphone, the Blue Yeti. I was using the Blue Snowball before, which, to be honest, is similar quality, but... um. I don't know. This one's a little nicer and has a little more options. So hopefully, you know, you guys can enjoy the cast a little more. But for tonight, I am with my good friend Roger again. Hello, Roger. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> hey. Um, so tonight, me and Roger, but I guess mostly Roger because I haven't played these games, uh, we are talking about Etrian Odyssey. Do, how do you pronounce that? Do you know? No, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. I have no idea either. E- Etrian Odyssey? E- Etrian Odyssey? Uh, I used to say it as Etrian Odyssey, but then I heard people say Etrian Odyssey, so then I'm like, oh. I'm sure I'm sure it's like a real word, and the uh, the English gurus out there can correct us, but we'll go with what's comfortable with us um, for um, tonight. Okay. Um, so... Etrian Odyssey. Um, what what is Etrian Odyssey? Why don't you just start us off with a kind of general feel for the series? Okay, um, it's a video game. Oh no way! That's it. Oh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so Etrian Odyssey. Uh, it was developed for the DS and 3DS. Um, it's a throwback to one of the older dungeon crawler RPG games back in the day. Okay. Um, like one of them, one example being a uh, wizard, wizard week. Um, and then what's cool about Etrian Odyssey is that, um, one of its core mechanics is, uh, you have to draw the map of the maze yourself on the, with a stylus on a touch screen. Oh. And then this is kind of a throwback to like the really old dungeon crawler games where, you know, like, you didn't really have any map displayed on a video game, so that you had to take like a piece of graph paper and a pencil and actually, you know, draw the maze yourself to keep track where you are. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's one of those types of games. Um, I guess like Etrian Odyssey, like yeah, it's 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 very anime like, like all the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are drawn in like really cute anime styles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty cool game for anime nerds. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, so right now, in a um, as of today, there are four main Etrian Odyssey games. Mm-hmm. Um, Etrian One and Two started on a DS. Uh, and then, oh, and Atrian Odyssey 3 also. And then from the 3DS and onward, um, Atrian Odyssey 4, and then the remakes of Atrian Odyssey 1 and 2, um, were on the 3DS also. Oh. Um, yeah, so any, any questions? Yeah, um, so what's the story like for the uh, so, Oh, uh, uh, it, the game, the franchise doesn't really focus on story. Okay. Um, with the exception of the remakes for Atrian Odyssey 1 and 2. Um, but the story is, it, it, it's, it's not really worth mentioning. 
Uh, there's like, <laughs> sorry, but the, the uh, in my opinion, the stories for Itchy and Odyssey one and two, uh, the remakes, mm-hmm. uh, they they suck. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. It, it's pretty cringe worthy, like you know, like anime cringe. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, why am I an anime nerd? You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, but aside from uh, that, like, the general background and lore of Entrain Odyssey is actually kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, but there, uh, if I go into it, there's going to be, like, heavy spoilers. All right, we'll add the spoilers to a different part of the episode. And so go to incarnot.com slash talk, and we will have the spoiler section, um, you know, in a different post or in, um, yeah, just a... Uh, just a different link so look for it guys and uh yeah we'll just continue on from here if the story isn't like the strong point of the game kind of what's the big draw of the game for you uh gameplay okay so uh so when i started playing the game at first i really didn't get it Mm -hmm. like i I got like 10 minutes in and i'm like uh okay (laughs) and then i stopped playing and then two years later i came back to it i'm like uh okay and then i got into it and i'm like whoa this is pretty cool so um like any other dungeon crawler game what matters the most is your party composition Mm. um so you can have up to five characters in your party Mm -hmm. and then you have like your standard classes you have your swordsman magician um healer tank and then there's like some other gimmicky classes, and depending on which game you play, like uh, you have uh, wait, let me let me let me start that over. Okay. Uh, so um, the cl- each each uh, game has a different set of classes, mm-hmm. so that like the classes don't really carry over from game to game. Um, so then these character these classes they you could do like crazy amounts of synergy with each other. Uh, so to give you an example, um, in Atrian Odyssey 4, mm-hmm. my class was, uh, a swordsman, uh, an archer. Mm-hmm. Um, this class called a night seeker, which is like an assassin type poison class. Okay. Um, and then I had a sort of like a arcanist, which is a like a healer slash offensive support class. Mm-hmm. And then I had a tank. Um, so then my general gameplay with this type of party is I would have my archer uh, do this skill called like a like a multiple shot skill okay. where it could it, it could hit up to like um, like sixteen times or so wow. on enemies. And then for my swordsman, he has a skill where he can follow up on any attack from the ally oh. with the elemental skill. So all of these uh, 16 arrows are hitting the enemy, and then my uh, swordsman is following up on those individual attacks. Wow. His own. Uh, so that's like that's like an example of some synergy that can happen. And oh, then wow. I have like other types of synergy going on. Uh-huh. Um, isn't isn't that like um doesn't that make the game really easy though like isn't that super broken? No, the game. Well, uh, 
no, 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 not really. Um, maybe well, cause like for that for for my for that specific example, mm-hmm. uh, that took a lot of um, TP or I guess mana. Mm. So that that strategy was only good for bosses, but not for our regular enemies. Because oh. like, see, um. There's like a lot more details going on to that specific strategy. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to get into them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, but moving on with the gameplay. Um, starting from Etrian Odyssey 3 mm-hmm. and Etrian Odyssey 4, uh, they, int- they introduced a subclassing. So then like, you can have like a Starsman, Nern, like uh, tank skills, you know, you can subcast the swordsman as a tank, mm-hmm. so that you can have some, you know, more uh, right selection of skills to choose from. Mm-hmm. But this brought on a, a lot of like more, um, more like thought process into making your own party. Um, like for example, in Ancient Odyssey Four, mm-hmm. I, I had a tank. But then I subcast that tank with a dancer. Um, oh, and then the dan- Yeah. And then uh, the dancer had a skill, where, or a passive skill, where I can increase that character's uh, evasion by like 40%. And then the tank has its own skill, where it can, take, uh, it can protect the whole party from, uh, from, the, from enemy damage. Oh, wow. So so, so that basically, I've turned that tank into a dodge tank, you know. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, sort of, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I really like that part of, like, you know, just brainstorming your own party and just going crazy with it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then trying to beat the game with your specific party composition. Um, yeah, so... Uh-huh, go ahead. I guess, like, uh huh. So I guess that ties into like the the other reason I, why I really like the franchise a lot mm-hmm. was was more about like the strategy and the party build and the character builds rather than just grind for like ten levels and then beat the game. You know, like Final Fantasy. Mm, I see. I see. So yeah, this is this is how I think RPGs should be like uh-huh. rather than mindless grinding. You should like sit down and think, and think on how to beat the game. I guess. Uh, so, how does it tie into like the difficulty of the game? Like, what prevents you from just grinding? Um, well, I guess like the experience scale is exponential, so it's not really worth it because you don't really gain much. Well, I guess well, like you gain like one skill point for each level. Oh, I see. I see. And then um. But as for the stats, like I feel like the equipment are better for stats than just you know like your levels. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, like levels is still pretty important for stats, but I feel like equipment matters more. Right, right. I can see. Yeah. That. Um. Oh, and there's like this one other thing. Uh. So for Atrian Odyssey, uh, if you like mess up your skill build. For a character, and you want to uh, reassign your skill points, you can do that. 
at the cost of levels. Oh. So that for each in Odyssey 3, you have to, if you want to, uh, uh, what's the word? Reallocate your skill. Mm-hmm. You have to lose five levels. Oh, wow. And then you reallocate them. Huh. So that made the game, so that made like the decision making really, really, really important. Cause it was like, oh, should I really put this one skill point in this skill? Or is it not worth it? Mm. So a lot of the time, like, I would save up skill points until I hit a spot where I'm like, oh, I'm stuck. Okay, time to allocate this, uh, these skill points into this skill that would help me with this boss battle. Oh, you interesting. Know? Very dynamic. Yeah. yeah, so it's very... Yeah. I like to think of the game as, like, as, like, your Batman, and then... You know, Batman always wins by being prepared. <laughs> so that, that's like the game for me. Like, you can't just like pick it up and play and just beat the game and that's it. But you have to like sit down and prepare yourself. Like items actually matter a lot. Hmm. Like, like, uh, okay, I'm I'm sort of like you know ragged on Final Fantasy, but in Final <laughs> Fantasy, like the potions, like they were kind of useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like elixirs, like. You know, like you save them up, but you don't really use them. Mm-hmm. But in Atrian Odyssey, it's like totally different. Like the items, they really matter and oh. it really, really help you. So I think it was like starting with Atrian Odyssey, I started to like use items more in, in video games. Mm. So, so like, oh uh, yeah, like these items help a lot. Oh, wow. Um, and then also, um, unlike Final Fantasy, for status effects, didn't really do much, like blind, poison, um, like other stuff. Mm-hmm. In Itrian Odyssey, the status effects help so much. <laughs> like, um, like affecting the enemy? Yeah, like uh, with poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my characters, like the Night Seeker from Itrian Odyssey 4, mm-hmm. uh, I maxed out like a poison skill for that character, and then he is able to two-hit KO the entire enemy party. What? That's crazy. So that's, yeah, so that's how effective the status effects are. And they can save your life also. Mm. Like, if you just blind a boss, that it gives you, like, a breathing room for, like, a few charts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know I'm kind of, like, coming back to this question a lot, but... Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard that Etrian Odyssey is kind of heralded for its difficulty. Um, yep. What do you think about that? Um, I think, like, well, in the beginning of each game, when they're starting out, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, like, there is, like, a difficulty uh, barrier. Because mm-hmm. you don't really know what kind of team you're building, and you don't really have enough skill points to, you know, get that team that you're building. So that a lot of the times it's like you're fighting overpowered enemies with like an incomplete team, if that makes sense. Because you're still really low level and you haven't really reached their potential yet. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, but the reason, I think the major reason why Atrian Odyssey, you know, is known for its difficulty is there's a specific enemy in each Atrian Odyssey game called F. O-E. I don't know what it stands for, but I heard many people calling it as uh, 
effing overpowered enemy. <laughs> and then, uh, they're sort of like mini bosses, except they're more difficult than the ordinary bosses. And then they just roam around the map or the maze. And then if you encounter them, you're most likely to die. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> that's how tough they are. So you, so you want to avoid them as much as you can, uh, essentially. Mm. Um, but these FOEs, they, what makes the, like, I guess, like traversing the maze really, um, like really fun, tedious, and frustrating. Because mm. <laughs> um, FO, there are certain types of FOEs that will act in a different way. Uh, like some FOEs were just, you know, uh, walk in a certain pattern around the maze. Mm-hmm. There are other FOEs where if they see you, they will start chasing after you. And then there's like other FOEs where they're invisible and you can't really see them until, you know, you touch them. Huh. So it makes the ma- it makes traversing the maze more, more puzzle-like. Cause now you're like, Oh, how do I get past these FOEs? You know, you need to have like a certain plan, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then at the same time, like if you're if you're in a random encounter, these FOEs will still move. And then if you're in the FOEs uh, path walk, then they'll just enter your party and just kill you. What? Like they'll yeah. enter the battle? Yeah, they'll ambush you. What? I remember, like, there was, like, this one FOE where it doesn't move until you're in a battle, and it'll just slowly walk up to you, turn by turn, and then, yeah. That is was, it, it, it insta-kill? Nice uh, well, no, it's not, they're just really, really overpowered. It, it, it's like... So, like, if you're already in a battle, it's already, like, a really bad situation? Yeah, it's a really bad situation. I see, I see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's just... Yeah, don't don't mess with them. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, so if someone, say like myself, mm-hmm. wanted to enter the series for the first time, um, where would you recommend I begin? Uh, anywhere. <laughs> um, like I started with Atrium Odyssey three, okay. and then. I think Atrium Odyssey 3, in my opinion, is, like, the best one out of all four. Mm. Uh, but everybody has a different opinion. Atrium... Uh, huh? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you, you can go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask why you like 3 so much. I don't know. Okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, with Atrium Odyssey 4, um, I would say it's the easiest out of all four. Uh-huh. Um, it's very casual. Uh, the dungeons are very short, um, but it has a really great soundtrack. Okay. Um, for Itrian Odyssey 1 and 2, uh, the ones for the DS are ca- kind of like outdated, and a- they didn't really age well. Mm. So if you want to play them, I would recommend that you play the remakes for the 3DS. Itrian Odyssey 1 Untold and Itrian Odyssey 2 untold okay um they also come with a story mode but i think they suck so Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah i I think you can start anywhere you know and 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's have fun. So, so you you legitimately don't have a good reason why you like three more than the other ones? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> oh well, well, I guess well, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, wait. Well, I guess. Well, uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me think. Well, I guess it was just because it was my first time. Yeah, yeah, totally, I, totally. Yeah, I lost my virginity to Adrian Odyssey three. <laughs> Uh, you always remember your first time. The, yes, yes. Yeah. Um. So, why don't we talk about kind of some of your favorite um, party combos? Oh, that you've enjoyed. Um, I don't really have any favorites, but okay. Uh, well, uh, okay. Let me see. Um, I think the one that I liked the most was in Atrium Odyssey Far. The one that I described in my example. Mm. Um, the uh, the poison one or or the dancer tank. Uh, the the archer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sixteen arrows or so, and then my swordsman following up on those. Gotcha. And I, uh, I had I can describe my Atrian Odyssey three party. Yeah, but sure. My party wasn't that great. It was oh. sort of like whatever. <laughs> but I'll describe them anyway. Sure. So then I remember, like, I had a tank, and I subclassed it as a ninja. Interesting. And then the tank had a skill where it can protect, like, a, like a single line of my party. So that in battle, you have uh, your party of five is divided into two rows, mm-hmm. the front line and the back line. And then, like, the back's, amount of characters that they could have in each line is three. So it's usually like a three in the front line or two in the back line or two in the front line, three in the back line. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you have one empty spot. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, so the, for my tank in Atrium Odyssey 3, it's subcasted with Ninja. And then the Ninja has a skill where he can clone himself so that you will have like two tanks. Mm-hmm. Or I would have two tanks in the front line and in the back line. And then they both or my tank had a skill where he could guard damage for that specific line that he's in. Oh. So it was basically like a double shield uh line. Uh-huh. You know, with the two tank ninjas guarding. So that, I thought I thought that was cool. How um, are how are these um combos not overpowered? Um, like, what would be the weakness to a tank ninja? The weakness to a t- well, uh, you would have like a lack of DPS, I guess. Because uh, like some some other party, like you could use that ninja subclass for like a DPS, right? Right. And then just clone that DPS twice, mm-hmm. and then do more damage. Uh, hmm. Let me think of another flaw. Uh. I guess there really is no flaw. <laughs> <laughs> was Atrium Odyssey 3 fairly, uh, was it pretty smooth when you played through it then? No, it was not. Oh. It was it was really rough in the early early levels. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Like, in the first level, like, I got hammered, and then I died a lot. <laughs> uh, I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, you shouldn't feel sorry for me. Oh. I'm 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 an anime nerd. So. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Roger, do you have any um, final words 
for Etching Odyssey? Um, I think the music is great. Mm. Um, I think the gameplay is great. I think the background, uh, history and lore are great. Um, the story sucks for Etching Odyssey 1 and 2 Untold. Okay. Um, if you really like making maps and exploring, um, and just, you know, like gameplay or if you like video games, <laughs> yeah. If you like the 3DS or the DS, if you like anime, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right, all right, yeah. I not see. Yeah, Edgy and Odyssey. Um, it sounds pretty sweet. I've been recommended recommended it by uh, you and a couple other friends, so I'll definitely check it out. Um, it's uh, shoot, Edgy and Odyssey. Who is the developer for those games? I don't know. Oh, uh, Atlas, right? Uh, I think Atlas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or they publish Maybe. it. I don't know. One it's one or the other. I don't really care. Yeah, it's definitely um Alice is definitely involved. I'm pretty sure they're the publisher, but either way, um they usually go on sale at the eShop quite often, so uh if you guys are interested and have a three DS, I highly recommend just going straight to the eShop and getting it. Uh I missed the last sale um that Parker would be was so disappointed that I missed, but uh as you all know my queue of games is pretty large right now but Etrian Odyssey definitely a good pickup seems awesome and um I've heard really good things about it so um yeah thanks so much Roger for coming on to the show no 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 thank you <laughs> for having me no problem um but yeah this is episode 29 of NPC Talk my name is Inkernot here with Roger and for tonight guys we are out Have bye a good night, good night. Bye.